0: Listener production.
1: Why are some of the big banks cautious about the next 6 to 12 months?
0: And most sectors drove higher today. Find out which was the only sector to fall.
1: It's the 8th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, happy Monday, my friend.
0: Happy Monday, Stevie. We're here again.
1: We are. We had three straight weeks of declines. Wasn't particularly good last week because of the big banks that held us back much better start today.
0: Yeah, we started the week in positive territory, Stevie, and extended the gains that we saw on Friday to have our second session of gains, which was very exciting, of course, as you mentioned, after three straight weeks of declines. Now, the ASX 200 index managed to lift by 57 points, or just under 1%. It was 0.8% higher to 7,277 today, and that was driven by gains that we saw across almost all of the sectors now the only sector that we saw falling today was consumer staples they lost close to 1%. And this is a sector which was higher most days last week while the rest of the market was retreating. But if we look at today's standouts, they were energy and materials. They bounced back after last week's declines. And the price of oil lifting about 4% overnight would have contributed to that as well. But as we see inclines across these parts of the materials sector, we've seen gold retreating after they had some solid gains last week. And the financial sector they showed some real improvement as well with all of the four major banks posting gains between 1% and 2%. But with the exception of ANZ, that lifted just about a tenth of 1% today. But as we've mentioned before, with the financial sector and the materials sector together, make up almost half of the ASX 200. So when they're higher, we usually see the rest of the market higher.
1: Absolutely. So when they head in the same direction, that tends to have a massive impact. So today's gains, as you said, three quarters of a percent. That was enough to recoup more than half of last week's declines. And you mentioned energy stocks, which really stood out. And that was really because of the oil price, which rose around 4%. But mid last week, we had about a 10% drop in the oil price because of concerns of a global slowdown, sluggish data out of China as well. Westpac uh, received a lot of attention today. It actually joined both NAB and ANZ to roughly see a 20% lift in profits for the first half of the year. So that first half is basically the six-month period through to March, made $4 billion over that period, paying out a bigger dividend as well of $0.70, which is 15% more than a year earlier. And that's going to be paid out to those who were eligible in late June, the 27th of June to be exact. Now, what's interesting about the banks, in Westpac's case, it became the fourth bank in less than a week to warn of a more challenging six to 12 months ahead. And that's due to a few reasons, Laura, but one is 11 rate hikes that we've had since May last year, the cost of living pressures, all of this could slow the economy and essentially just reduce demand for lending, less home loans, less business lending. So that certainly was a reason for that. But today, Westpac shares up about 1.8%. So at least it was heading in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and on the back of that, we saw NAB shares manage to rebound after last week's losses as well. But lithium stocks, they were back in focus again today. With the exception of SIRA resources, all of them lifted. So SIRA was actually the worst performer on the ASX200 today. They were down by about 5.5%. But there were lifts in most of the other lithium miners, Pilbara, Core. Piedmont, a smaller one, but it was up nonetheless close to 8%. And and that's the story that we've seen across most of these lithium stocks today. Now, we all know the story behind lithium stocks. You know, they've, they've been rallying in recent years. They reached their peak in November last year when lithium price hit an all-time high. But since that time, we've seen the price fall about 70% from November to April this year. And that was after the Chilean government moved to nationalize its lithium industry, which led to fears supplies from the world's second largest producer might be restricted. But long story short, demand is now picking up as we're seeing prices in China continue to recover amid signs of improvements in the electric vehicle market, Stevie.
1: Yeah, and one of the reasons as well, while we're seeing some of the lithium miners do quite well, at least today, is there were a number of broker upgrades or price target lifts. And when I say this in English, it's basically when There are some brokers that become a bit more optimistic about what their share price might do in 12 months' time. So that was another driver, perhaps. Today, though, the best performer quite easily was Linus. It rose 12%. Now, it was granted a six-month extension for importing and processing commodities in Malaysia at its uh, processing plant there. So these are commodities that are used in smartphones and electric vehicles. So... Basically, the reason why it rose so much is because it was on track to temporarily shut down this Malaysian plant in July. It was having a dispute with the Malaysian government, which was quite worried, had some environmental concerns with its facilities, which Linus has been disputing and trying to push back on. So this effectively is buying Linus more time to find a solution, but it also boosts production as well. And this is the largest rare earth processing facility outside of China. So Linus shares lifting about 12%.
0: And Block Inc. SQ2 is the ticker code there. That's the company that bought out Afterpay in a $29 billion deal back in mid-2021. They dropped just over 5% today. They were the second worst performer after Cyro Resources. And just having a little look back, they've actually declined every month this year, except for January. But that was around the time when we were seeing the whole market lifting quite substantially. So it's quite obvious that that was lifting as well. But it's definitely pulled back since then.
1: Absolutely, and on the weekend we had the the Berkshire Hathaway annual general meeting with Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger as well. And they're generally, I mean, they're both in their nineties, not spring chickens, but they're still super sharp. And there's a lot to learn from both of them. For you can actually find quite a bit of information on the Berkshire Hathaway website for those who are interested. It goes into lots of details, and you know, as I said, two of the Greatest investors of all time. So there's still a lot to learn from both. But let's look ahead to the next couple of days. Laura, what will you be looking at?
0: Well, it's a little bit quieter this week than what we had last week, Stevie. But if we have a look at Australia, we have numbers on consumer confidence and retail trade coming out. Now, they're pretty important for what we're going to see come out of the Reserve Bank's policy decisions. Uh, in the next meetings because they do say that they're quite data dependent. So these are the sorts of figures that they're looking at when they're making those policy decisions, Stevie.
1: And there is an expectation that retail spending might have dropped back as well over the past three months. So that's something that can actually drag on on economic growth. Commonwealth Bank tomorrow will be out with a quarterly update. So that will wrap things up uh, for all the bank profit results that we've had over the, the past week.
0: Yep, one to keep an eye on.
1: Federal budget tomorrow night as well, which um, we'll talk about a bit more tomorrow. So that will be another big thing to watch. We've got inflation out of the US on Wednesday, which will be quite key. And also a few dividend, ex-dividend stocks. And we've got NAB in both Westpac Wednesday and Thursday trading ex-dividend. For those who don't know what that means, basically it is an ex-dividend date, which is a cutoff for who will and won't get the next dividend payment. Quite normal to see share prices falling Yes. on those days.
0: So you must purchase the stock before the ex-dividend date to be eligible for that dividend.
1: Exactly. And hold it up until that day. So if you sh- sell the shares on the ex-dividend date, you can still be eligible to to get that payment. So
0: That's right. And I think that wraps that up today, Stevie. Lots of exciting things to look forward to for the rest of the week.
1: Absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone.
0: See you tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow morning.